Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Dufresne Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. Let's read it again. Colossians 1 verse 12. Such a wonderful passage. We've got to get this verse on the inside of us so that we live the life God authored for us. Giving thanks unto the Father who has made us able to be partakers of the inheritance that belongs to the saints that are walking in the light. What is it that we're giving him thanks for that he's already delivered us? from the kingdom of darkness and has trans already translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. I want to read to you what the amplified translation of these verses say. It says, giving thanks to the father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion, which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people in the light. The father has delivered and drawn us to himself. Ah. That means when we are drawn to him, there's no room for what's dark. There's no room for what didn't originate with him. There's no place in his presence for something he didn't author. The father has delivered and drawn us to himself. Out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his son and of his love. Now, I so appreciate what the King James says that he has translated us. That means it's not by works that we journey into citizenship in his kingdom. He picked us up and translated us. Who said that Enoch and Elijah were the only ones translated? Their bodies were translated, but our entire beings have been translated. Our spirits, our authority, our position in Christ, we are translated into a whole new kingdom. The reason people are worried is they're thinking about the wrong kingdom. The reason people are fearful is they're thinking about the kingdom they no longer belong to. The way to enjoy the benefits of the kingdom we've been translated into is think about that kingdom. Talk about that kingdom. Meditate about what belongs to that kingdom. Let that be your conversation at the dinner table. Instead of saying, honey, we just don't have enough money. Say, you know something? In the kingdom we belong to, there's no lack. We are to be kingdom minded, not need minded because God changed us, made us new creatures in Christ. Why? So that we could operate efficiently and effectively in the new kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. I love that. We need to get hold of that. Put it in our mouth, put it in our thinking so that we're not trying to get something we've already been made partakers of. Amen. Now notice this. The first phrase of that passage says, giving thanks unto the Father. How do we activate this in our life? When fear shows up, Father, I thank you that I'm already delivered from the kingdom of fear. 
I thank you this has no place in me. I thank you that my life never has to be spent, never another moment of my life spent serving fear. Never another moment of my life spent serving symptoms, spent serving pain. Never again, never again when you understand and give thanks for it. Giving thanks for it activates your faith toward it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Giving thanks unto the Father. Uh, so many times people are trying to get free from something, not realizing they're already free. When something shows up, say, no, I'm already free from you. When recurring symptoms that have shown up that keep coming back, when they come back, say, no, I'm already free from you. I'm already free from you. And the devil will say, will you feel it? No, it doesn't matter what I feel. It's not about what I feel. It's about what kingdom I belong to. It's about what kingdom. I know what kingdom I belong to. I know that I don't belong to the kingdom of pain. I don't belong to the kingdom of symptoms and sickness and disease and recurring health issues. Amen. You have to enforce it because if you don't, the devil will take advantage of it. When God delivered his people out of Egypt, he led them in the way to go. Isn't that right? He led them to a place where they needed a miracle, but that's okay. He had worked miracles to get them out of the place where they were in. So it stands to reason it's going to take miracles to get you in to what you're already delivered out of. So he delivers them out of Egypt. They arrive at the Red Sea. There's a sea in front of them. There's a mountain range on one side, a mountain range on the other side, and a mean enemy army with dead firstborn coming after them. (laughs) What a a day. And you thought you had a rough day. Notice this, when they saw that enemy army charging them, were they still free? They were still free. They were already delivered. Already delivered. The Red Sea was parted. They went across and the enemy army tried to follow them into their freedom. And what happened... Uh, God protected his people and what tried to follow them could not because his people kept going. They didn't stop at the Red Sea and try to fight what they had been delivered from. They didn't turn and try to fight this army. They were delivered from those those, that nation and those people. They were already delivered. They didn't stop their progress. This is why so many people forfeit and lay down and don't progress further. They are stopping at their need and fighting it. Mentally, trying to fight that thing. They realize, just keep going. Ignore it. As I keep going, what God has, has translated me into will protect me from what's trying to follow me in my freedom. God said something to me years ago, just because you can still see the Egyptians doesn't mean you're back in Egypt. Just because you can still feel pain doesn't mean you're back in sickness. You are not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed and the devil tries to steal your health from you. 
You are not the poor trying to get rich. You are the rich and, and poverty tries to attach itself to your life. So it's not about I've got to get money. It's about I'm already in the kingdom of provision. I'm already in the kingdom of abundance. And I talk about that and I think about that and I speak in line with that. And I let my, the, the thoughts of my, of my life uh, process that. Amen. The problem with some of us as faith people, we have many times learned the right lingo but have not disciplined the thought that we say the right thing, but in our own thinking, we say something different to ourselves. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't let him think he'll receive anything from the Lord. To say something to your faith friend, your, your fellow Christian friend, that sounds like faith, but then in your thought life, you're thinking, I don't know where I'm going to get the money. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And you're worried. That's your double-minded. You're saying one thing, uh, you're verbalizing one thing, but entertaining something different. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't have to work on what you're saying when you entertain the right thing. So many people are just working on what they're saying because they haven't learned to entertain the right thoughts. When you entertain the right thoughts, those thoughts easily come out as the right words. Amen. Praise the Lord. Do you know so many people are trying to get free from sin? I'm talking about Christians. You know what the word says? Sin shall have no more dominion over you. Well, then how come I have this problem in my flesh? Because you're letting the wrong thing dominate you. Amen. You are the steward, the custodian of your body, of your home, of your life. You're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the steward of it. You're the custodian of it. Amen. You know, if you were in your house and somebody came up to the front door and said, uh, you need to get out. We're going to, me and my family are moving in. You would say, no, no, you're not moving in. You wouldn't just say, oh, come on in. But that's what so many people do with wrong thinking. Just come on in, worry. Just come on in, fear. And they take those thoughts and just turn them over and treat them like they belong to them. If something doesn't belong to you, don't let it in. You better recognize that this didn't come from the kingdom of God. It's not getting in. It's not getting in. And if it has gotten in, it's getting kicked out. If you can open the door to the wrong thinking, you can close the door to wrong thinking. In fact, no one else can close it for you if you're the one that opened it. To walk... In this life that God has authored for us means we have to pay attention to our thought lives. Some people are so mindless and unthinking about what's going on up here. They can entertain thoughts of worry, thoughts of fear for days and weeks without even realizing what they're doing. I tell you what, when you start getting wholehearted towards what God has for you, you don't waste your thoughts on that which won't bring you into his best. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 3, it says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't this sound a whole lot like give thanks unto the Father? Yeah. Isn't, doesn't this sound a lot like the previous passage? 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why are we blessing him? (laughs) Because he has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. My favorite translation says, who has blessed us with everything that heaven itself enjoys. How do we begin to enjoy what heaven's already blessed us with? He told you in the first phrase, blessed be the God. You bless him. Well, I bless you, Father, that you did this for me. Thank you that you did this for me. Everything that heaven is enjoying, you have made available to me while I'm on this earth. In other words, we can live heaven before we go to heaven. There's none of heaven that has been withheld from us except the location. The flow of heaven is ours now. Amen. And can I tell you this? The atmosphere of heaven is available too. Why? In his presence is fullness of joy. Amen. Hallelujah. So... As we bless him and give him thanks, saying this, you have, you have already blessed me with all that heaven is enjoying. Heaven's enjoying complete provision right now. You've already blessed me with complete provision. Well, you say, well, that money hadn't shown up. That's because you haven't realized yet on the inside of you that it's not money. It's the blessing that causes the money to come, and the blessing is yours. He has already blessed me. He's already blessed you with everything that heaven is is enjoying right now. If you'll talk about that, speak about that, call that, that's when miracle power stops with you and doesn't pass you by. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you would, to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Can I tell you this when he says that he has already blessed us? with everything that heaven itself enjoys, that's not something your faith has to earn. Amen. Many, many times people are trying to earn with their faith what God's already provided for them. It's with their faith that they move into it, but they don't earn it. It's already theirs. But faith realizes it and says, I think I'll take, I'll think I'll take ownership of that. Amen. John chapter 5 In verse 6, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified Translation. Uh, As you know that Jesus came up to the pool of Bethesda in this passage. There were five porches full of lame, sick, withered, and uh, suffering humanity gathered there. And he walks up to one of the men. And he asks him a question. The Amplified says it this way in John 5, verse 6. Jesus said to him, do you want to become well? Isn't that an odd question for you to ask a sick person, do you want to become well? Well, in traveling with my husband, who had a healing ministry and we try, I traveled with him for so many years. It's amazing. Some of the things I saw in a healing line, one man in particular, it was kind of comical. He came up on crutches, hobbling up on crutches and he had his leg in some really extreme type casting. And he came up in the healing line and Ed said to him, 
what, do you, what are you up here for? People would go, well, that's a stupid question. No, you got to find out what are people believing? Not what's obvious to others. What are they believing for? And this man said, would you pray for my shoulders? My arm, they're hurting from using the crutches. And Ed started laughing and the congregation started laughing because he just wanted to get help to use the, the crutches. Ed said, is your leg bothering you in any way? He said, oh no, that's all right. The doctor's already fixed that. You got to find out what people can believe for. Just because the obvious is obvious, it's not always obvious to them. Jesus walked up and said, do you want to become well? You would think, well, some people would want to become well. Well, years ago, Ed also talked about when he uh, had his, when he had his first church, he had a, a healing service. And there was this girl who had been in a, a, a severe accident and it left her crippled from the neck down crippled. So they had an ongoing lawsuit that, that was going to get paid out, you know, because this, this woman had lost her, her, you know, the use of her limbs. And so Ed ministered to her and she got up and walked out of that wheelchair. The newspaper people, somebody was there, took a picture of it, and they put it on the front page of the newspaper within the next couple of days. When that happened, the parents of this girl, she was about in her 20s, called and said, you call the newspaper and have them to retract that story. And he said, why? He said, they said, we are, due, we are getting ready to get paid out by the insurance a large sum for her accident. And they see that on the, the newspaper. They won't pay out. Well, you know this? It wasn't long. She was back in the wheelchair crippled up. Why? Because they didn't want their daughter well. They wanted money. So it's not an odd question when Jesus walks up to this man and says, do you want to be well? Notice he can only manifest for us what we want. If we're not that interested in it, we won't put forth what is necessary to lay hold of what he provided for. Even though it belongs to us, we have to be interested enough to call. We have to be interested enough to meditate and speak about what belongs to us in the kingdom we belong to. If we don't talk about it, we're not interested. And the devil will rob from uninterested people because he's interested. The devil is interested in what he's doing. He's interested in stealing, killing, destroy, robbing. He's interested completely in that. And so when someone is not as interested in their own welfare as the devil is, then he can gain the upper hand in their life, but he doesn't have to. So it says in this, in my, again, in John five, verse six, do you want to become well? And the amplified says this, are you really in earnest about getting well? 
Notice, even when God has something great for your life, if you're not interested in it, you can't receive it. Because it takes faith to receive it. And if you're not interested, there's no faith there. Amen. Amen. I like this, the first words of this verse when he says, do you want to become well? We could use this, do you want to? Maybe it's, not, maybe it's not healing you need. Do you want to? Do you want to have your mind renewed? Do you want your marriage to be different? Do you want to be changed from glory to glory? Do you want to be a funder? Amen. Do you want to be supplied? Because it, you will lay hold of something to the degree that you want it. In, in, in our nation, when we have a political race that's up, maybe for president or some other race, God has a plan of who would bless the nation, who would further his plan. And he has someone that he will provide if we want him. There have been no doubt men in our history that could have been in office because they were God's man for the job, but the public didn't want them bad enough to vote for them. Amen. So it's not always about what God provides. It's about what do the people want? It's not about what has God provided for you. It's about what do you want for your life? God will allow you to have everything you're okay with. If you're okay with having unpaid bills, he'll let you have them. If you're okay with having recurring physical problems, he'll let you have them. But if you ever decide I'm done, I'm done having what I've been having. When you say I'm done putting up with what I've put up with, God's power will back you up. But it can't back you up until you reach and say, this is mine. This is what I'm laying hold of. This is the way I will live. This is what I will permit in my life. This is what I won't permit in my life. It's the same thing with your children. You get from your children what you permit. My mother used to say this statement to us. You can start any fight with me that you're big enough to, to let me finish. In other words, you might start something, but I'm going to finish it. Amen. You know what she meant by that. You're going to disobey, she's going to finish it. You're going to talk back to her, she's going to finish it. So you can start anything you're big enough to let me finish. This is what we need to say with the devil. Anything you start, we're going to finish. You don't determine the finish in my life. I determine the finish in my life. And if you don't determine the finish, the devil will. You have to be interested in the right finish. Yes. Not, just in not just in floating through life and let, letting things happen. Don't ever believe the old damnable phrase, God, well, if it happens, it, it happened for a purpose. It happened for a reason. It must be the will of God. The reason things happen that shouldn't happen to Christians is because they didn't want the right thing bad enough. Yeah. In a sports competition, let's say 
you have a, a racist being run. You can have someone that is loaded with talent. I mean, they have the right build to be the fastest. They're, they're just born with the physique that accommodates speed. And then you have somebody who might not have the same amount of talent, but they want it more. Coaches don't just want talent. They want somebody who wants it more than the next guy. If you're going to live the kind of life God authored, you're going to have to want what God offers you more than the devil wants your defeat. Amen. The one who wants it most gets it. Amen. Well, I want it, but it just doesn't show up. That's because you haven't applied yourself and said, I'm not putting up with anything less than getting it. I remember something God said to me years ago. My goodness, probably 35, 40 years ago now. I had been having some back issues and I said to God, just, you know, just half-heartedly using my faith, half-heartedly standing on the word. It takes wholeheartedness, doesn't it? So I was half-heartedly applying myself to the word. And I would just, you know, without much effort, oh, thank you that I'm healed. And then keep going about my way, not putting any attention or focus on the word to hold my attention there and to take a... You know, uh, we, we have to stand, we have to hold fast to what God says, not hold loosely, hold hard to it. And so I would just kind of half-heartedly say, oh, well, thank God I'm healed. Thank God I'm healed. And after months of not being healed, but just having a half-hearted attempt at it, I said to God one day as though it was his fault, why don't you just go ahead and heal me? Anybody ever said something like that? <laughs> And he said, the reason you're not healed is because you don't want it bad enough. You're not hurting bad enough. If you were hurting, you'd do something about this. And I got it. I got it. And so I started applying myself and putting a wholehearted effort. Listen, when you give a wholehearted effort to what God's provided for you and says is yours, it won't be long till your answer will show up. It won't be long when you're wholehearted. So I got hold of Dad Hagen's preaching tape, calling those things which be not as though they were. And I listened to it day in and day out, day in and day out. And within three weeks, every symptom was gone. Every pain was gone. I don't even recognize when it left because I was so absorbed with the word that I quit being mindful and absorbed with what I was facing. When you are more absorbed with what you're facing instead of what God provided, you're not wholehearted yet. You have to put your attention wholeheartedly towards the word and towards what God says is yours. Remember what Jesus said to this crippled man by the pool of Bethesda. Do you want to become well? Do you want it? How bad do you want it? Amen. It won't come just because God provided. God's provided it, but that's not what causes it to come into manifestation in your life. It's your faith that says, I'm not putting up with what I've had. I don't belong to the kingdom of darkness anymore. I belong to a different kingdom and I'm going to, I'm going to start living like the kingdom I belong to. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrayministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. 
This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Defray Ministries.